As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Please take your seats. School is now in session. Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because he was homeschooled. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, okay. I don't want to do that at all. Welcome back to Homeschooled Podcast. I'm Augustino Zoida, the host of the Homeschool Podcast, and... I'm happy to have you. Thank you, guys. You're you're doing great. You made it almost through another week, and we're doing it. Um, my co-host Kevin Lyons again is not here. We, uh, as I've said before, are not having him in studio unless it's absolutely necessary. As we are doing our best to obey the laws of uh, social distancing, the these bullshit laws. All right, uh, but he's here in spirit, and he still uh, does the editing for the podcast. So. Big shout out and a big thanks to Kevin Lyons. Also, um, you know, if you're new to the podcast, we usually have guests. Last episode earlier this week, I just did a solo podcast. And um, this one, we will have a guest. I've been having guests call in. My guest today is Jeremy Scipio. He's a stand-up comedian that I have known probably since I started stand-up comedy. We used to do open mics together. And then when I uh, took over running the comedy club, he used to come, he would still come to open mics, and he was one of the younger comics that I would try to put up whenever I could. And he's uh, still out here in L.A. hustling, doing his thing. So um, I've actually never had him on the podcast, so I'm happy that he's able to call in today. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by, but of course, Masterclass. Because right now, while they have this promotion, I am pushing it, you guys. Right now, they have buy a year, gift a year. For, for free, okay? Buy a year, gift a year for free. So what you're going to do is, is you're going to buy one year subscription to Masterclass and then you will have an entire year that you can gift to someone else. If you're not familiar with Masterclass, look it up. I don't know how you're not familiar because they got commercials, they got advertisements on YouTube. You should know about it. And what it is, is it, it's, a, it's a class that you can take in your in your home. And a class on what? Well, just about anything. Whatever you're into, okay? There's writing classes, stand-up comedy classes, uh, acting classes, uh, music, how to play guitar, how to be a better poker player, um, uh, cooking classes. I mean, you name it, that you they got it. And, and they just keep adding more. They just added a... Um, <clears throat> 
a new, a new acting class, and then they, I mean, they got Samuel L. Jackson teaching an acting class. Um, uh, Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking classes. They got a Scorsese doing uh, directing. They got a Ron uh, Howard one doing uh, filmmaking. I mean, you name it, they got it. Whatever you're interested in or whatever your uh, career is or what your dreams are, this is the time to start. You have this time at home, and you can take the class at home. Now, you can buy each class if you want to, but it just makes more sense to buy the subscription for the year because it comes out to $15 a month. You pay it up front, but it ends up coming out to $15 a month for an entire year, okay? And then you're going to be able to gift an entire year to somebody else that you know who's also stuck at home and could really use this time to focus on something that they're interested in, okay? So that's the business. And um, we're going to give a call right now to our guest, Jeremy Scipio. But first, don't forget, it's Masterclass. The link is in in the description. And you can head over to homeschooledpod.com, click on sponsors, and you'll see all our sponsors there, including Masterclass. And while you're there, head on over to merch and pick up a t-shirt, which is the best way to support the Homeschool Podcast by buying a t-shirt or a mug or a sticker or something. I mean, I got beach towels, and I just added a couple new products because I'm releasing a, a comedy album. It's called The Bad Guy. That's the name of my comedy album. And uh, the actual cover of my album is, uh, is some really cool artwork and... You can get it on a mug, you can get it on a fleece blanket, or you can get the sticker of it. So there are some new products in addition to our old homeschool podcast, Ex-President's uh, design. But uh, you can now get the the artwork, the cover of my album, which is coming out soon. And um, it's on sticker, mug, or a uh, fleece blanket. Some pretty cool stuff. Check it out. Homeschoolpod.com. Click on merch. Like I said, we got Jeremy Scipio, and uh, let's give him a call. Yo. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You got a dog over there who who just came out of the bath? Whoa, that's definitely my chick, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, really, bro. <laughs> no, it sounds like when a dog gets out of the bath and they shake their whole body, that's Whoa. what it sounded like. <laughs> you did that again, okay. <laughs> Okay. What's going on, man? Well, I mean, who told you to put it on speakerphone? Well, <laughs> <laughs> she's too occupied or she would have responded herself. Oh, okay. What's going on, man? <laughs> huh? What's happening? Oh, everything's great. How about you? Um, I mean, it's great, right? I, I mean, we're doing <laughs> doing what I can. I mean, it's great. What? What? How are you keeping busy over there? I mean, I don't know about you, dude, but I am going insane not being able to go on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the live entertainment business as a whole, uh, globally, has been shaken up by this. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, the way I live my life, I'm it's always like I'm always trying to keep up. I'm always trying to keep up. So. While I'm like traveling or doing comedy related stuff, it's always hard to sit down and write. And I would kick my butt. I would kick myself in the butt. Like, yeah, I should. I need to do something to do this. So, um, you know, I'm getting the time to actually catch up and stuff. And so that's why I'm actually. That's why I've been spending most of my time. So you have been like making time to actually sit down and write, like write stuff out, write write out premises, or yeah, every every day, man. I, I have I have to. I have to make sense out of this. Yeah. <laughs> 
If I that, come out of this and we have nothing finished, bro, it's like, oh, it's been it's been me the whole time holding me back. Right. It's not the corrupt uh, corporations and in the business politics and comedy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lazy piece of shit. That's what it's <laughs> If you come out of this and you didn't get anything done, but then you're still like, man, the, the, the industry trying to hold me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, too, um, I kind of got back to some old habits. Um, I started painting again. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, your painting was one of the last paintings I made ever. My painting was the last one. You know what's funny, dude, is I was cleaning out my garage and I found it. And, uh, and I, oh, na- wow. I now have it up here in the, uh, in the podcast studio. Hey, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just to let the people know what we're talking about. So I asked you to do this painting a while ago because I found out you were a painter. I'm like, oh man, paint something for me. And you're like, okay, what do you want me to paint? So I was like, man, put some of my favorite, like, you know, comedy idols, some guys that I started out, you know, that kind of inspired me to be a comedian for when I was a youngster. I go put them together in a painting. So, like, there's a painting of, it's Jerry Lewis and Jim Carrey, uh, Bill Cosby, and Ray Romano. <laughs> well, yeah, rest in peace to Bill Cosby, though, am I right? <laughs> so, dude... When you gave me that painting, for like the longest time, I had it up in the bathroom of my house. Like that's where I hung it up is in the, in the bathroom. And then eventually like my uh, my girl moved in with me, who's now my wife. And then after a while, she started to go like, um, it's a little creepy when I get out of the shower to have all these dudes watching me. <laughs> Let's be real. It was only Bill Cosby staring at her. But to tell you the truth, that was before the whole Bill Cosby thing went down. That was like way before it. So then when we had moved, she's like, please don't put that back up in the bathroom. I'm like, all right. So I just put it like in the garage, which I was using as my storage. And right now I'm cleaning out the garage because like during this downtime, it's one of my projects to clean out the garage, the storage. Uh And I found it and I was just like, oh shit, that's going up in the podcast studio. Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) The studio nice. Yeah, man, it's it's dope, dude. I got you know we got we're set up for two co-hosts, myself and my co-host, and then guests. But I mean, lately with this pandemic thing, I mean, I don't even have my co-host coming over here. Um, I mean, if if he has to come over here, I guess he will, but he doesn't really have to. He does all the editing from afar, and I haven't had any guests come over. I'm just I'm I don't want to bother anybody. I'm just like, hey, call in, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it. Uh, I've been doing other podcasts and stuff, and pretty much, if it's not Zoom, right. it's uh, through audio. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's cool. Everybody's staying productive. But I'm also glad I got to contribute to your studio without even knowing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I'm, did. I'm, I'm, back, I'm back on it. If you wanted me to read up on one, um, yeah, I remember when I made yours. And I, I don't know if you know Jeffrey Bondinger, but I made a sounds from a Ray Charles one for him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I do know him. Yeah, of course, right. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's yep. right, because he plays piano at the improv yep, yep. and stuff and at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then also while I was in the garage, I found this other painting that somebody made for me. And um, this guy named Steven that would always come out to the shows. And he pay- he does like really abstract uh, – not abstract. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh-huh. More just like his art all kind of looks like similar. You know, like he'll do like people and you can uh-huh. tell that you can tell who the person is, but they almost kind of look dead or like – or like creepy or, or a zombie or something like that. So he did one of me and uh, th- like years and years and years ago and brought it to one of the shows and I, and I kept that. And then that was also in the storage. I just put that up in the podcast studio too. Like literally this week. 
Wait, so he made a painting of you dead? Uh, it's not dead. It's just, that's just the way I'm describing it because all of his art kind of looks the same. Like if you go on his Instagram, which like I don't have it in front of me, but if you go to his Instagram, he's got like you know a couple of famous people, and they all kind of look like. I don't know how to describe it. it I, I, it's just like kind of like not dead, but like a little deformed, you know. Not dying, dying. <laughs> Maybe, or you know, a little, a little Picasso-y. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I need to, I need to rise. I'm, I'm gonna check it out because I need to. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I've been inspired, so I've been like doing just pretty much playing catch up. So what's inspiring you? Because I just did a, a solo episode earlier this week where I was by myself, and I was talking about that I got super inspired because I was listening to a really old comedy album that I had recorded but never released it. So that's another project I've been doing during this downtime is actually editing it and getting it out. So I've been constantly listening to like this really old set that I don't even I don't even do that material anymore. But I got really inspired, and you know, by how it was. I was coming up with all these ideas for how to make those jokes better or, or it was just, it was just making that muscle in my brain work again to come up with like new jokes. So I just got really inspired to start writing new jokes and stuff. So, uh, I mean, what's been inspiring you to start painting again? Um, well, uh, the first one I did, uh, I kind of did a mixture between, um, it's like, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, well, I'm not finished with it yet, but it's Martin Luther King, and uh, an Egyptian um, pharaoh. So I'm kind of like crossing Egyptian. And I don't know, I'm just thinking about like uh, revolutionary leaders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know my my next one of that's going to be. But also somebody commissioned me to make a, um, a Muppets. Uh, <laughs> what's the Muppets band called? I can't think of the Muppets band itself. But um, uh, I'm basically doing that. I didn't know animals are. Uh, that's the only one I knew. And then he wanted me to add Ralph Roth in there too. So... Yeah, you know, this is all over the place. Um, but also, I got, you know, I released my comedy album back in 2018. And, uh, you know, it was, a, you know, it was really, like, hard to, to get out. And just, people don't realize how much work it goes into to, to, to put things like that out. Yeah. But um, I had another one on, I had another one on my heart that I've been trying to do, and then this happened. So mm-hmm. that's going to be, like, my main mission is as soon as, you know, May 15th, you know, Lord willing, that's, like... I'm going to book a spot. I know people will be hungry for live entertainment. Sell it out and, and you know, record that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a good goal. I, I also ha- want to record a new one because, dude, my old one was from 2014. It's six years old. And I, <laughs> I, I, I never, like, I never released it. I made like digital, uh, not digital. I made a, uh, you know, like, burned copies and I sold them on the road for like 10 bucks but I never released it like on iTunes or, or anywhere so oh, you, you got to you have to that's what I'm gonna do dude it's I mean it's done the CD yeah. is done it's it's uh we're, we're in the final steps here it, it, you're right dude it is a lot of work people don't realize how hard it is to get your album out there it's not like well I recorded it you know let's just upload it to iTunes it, it's not as simple as that I mean it's got to get you know, distributed for, you have to have distributing and then you, you know, you got to have a CPU, CPU code so you can upload it to Amazon and Amazon could actually sell it. Um, and then, and then you got to second guess yourself 19 times. Am I doing this the wrong way? <laughs> you know, right. 
I don't want to do right. it wrong. And then I, you know what I mean? And I paid for the distributing. And then all of a sudden this person's going to come and be like, we got 50% of your profit. And be like, I, I didn't read that part of the contract. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I'm scared, uh, man. I mean, luckily I got a lot of comedian friends who are like veterans, man, who I've just been able to call and ask them. Although it has been a little tricky because, you know, some of the comics that I know are like a little further along <laughs> or a lot further along than right. I am. And I call them and I go like, okay, so how did you do it when you release your album? And they'll be like, you know, they'll tell you, oh, man, it's easy. You do this and you do that. I go, okay. And then, like, I'll have a follow-up question and they'll be like, oh, I don't know. My record label did that. I'm like, well, I ain't got a record label, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. My Ask my agent. I'm like. <laughs> it sounds different, but the benefit of releasing independently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that you can kind of control more and obviously get more profit. Mm-hmm. The way somebody explained it to me was that would you rather get um would you rather get was it three hundred dollars of a hundred of a of a thousand dollars that you made or would you, or would you rather get um three hundred dollars or three hundred dollars you made? Yeah, I think I I even read that uh, I read that online too because they were saying to go with a distributor or a label company. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Because if you go independently, you're like, yeah, I get 100% of the profit. But it's like, yeah, but they don't really get it out there everywhere. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what it was. It's like, do you want 100% of $100 or do you want like 50% of $1,000? Because they'll act, that's what it was. And they'll actually like distribute it out there and they'll put it out there and you'll actually get more money when you go through a distributor. Yeah, I mean, I think with us and where we're at, and as long as we've been doing it, I think it's important to create product. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, at, at this point, you know, you got the, you got all the resources. You even have like the vets to talk to, you got you through. You know what I'm saying? And I think if, if something happens, the only thing your only legacy is the products, products that you created. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's not like we can create specials. Uh, you know, that's going to be. You know, I mean, of course, if you can, that's way better. But yeah. Till then, comedy albums, baby. <laughs> yeah. So you've already yeah, released heart, one for in 2018. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Yep. It uh, happens to the best of us. Okay. Did you did you paint your own artwork? Uh, I, I did make my own artwork, but I didn't. It's not that complicated. I try to. I tried a minimalist approach. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what you gotta actually, do, dude. There was a picture. Yeah, you know, there was a there was a picture taken back of me while I was on stage at the old Ha Ha, and I don't know why. It's really simple. It's, it's just basic. I I knew I was like I want this to be my album cover. Okay. It's, 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 it's really it's really rough though. It's not you know I mean I, I do have a artist eye. I don't know if that's just why my mind did that, but um people. You know, I don't know, because, uh, you know, people are obviously biased. You know, it's not like I'm asking people who hate me. But people who <laughs> people who saw it, just like, man, this was plastic, man. This was plastic stuff. You know, I hope, uh, yeah. you know, that that's true. With well, time. When people are listening to your album, I think it's cool for them to be able to see your face. Like, if they can keep, you know, looking at the artwork cover on their screen or, or maybe they're holding it in their hand mm-hmm. and then they can actually see you like on stage or see your face or something. I think that's good. Also for like your first couple of albums, maybe first one or two albums, it's, it's like you said, like minimal, like do like just, just so it's like to get it out there. Don't make things too complicated because then you're not going to release it. 
Right. Is that, and it's just, I don't know. I I think the whole piece is is art from beginning to end. Yeah. Because I have a couple of um, interludes or whatever. But for me, it's like, what's, what inspires you to make that and what, you know, like all that plays into it. But this one, I want it to be a rough comedy album. Yeah. Old school, like New York, you know, like, you know, in the basement. I wanted that feel. Right. So the picture gave me that. My next one, I already have, already have the title picture. I already have the, the album artwork. But um, basically, my inspiration is more uh, revolutionary. Like, kind of in my mind, and I, I don't, I don't stick to the two. You know, obviously, I don't take myself too seriously. But I kind of see myself. I want to be like a, uh, you know, a civil rights leader. You know, but you know, I want to, I want to take charge and push things. You know, I, I don't know where exactly. But you know, the older I get, the more focused I get. Yeah, so, yeah. I see it, and I just, you know, I, I'm, and people are looking for a hero. They're looking for leaders. Why do you think people have so many followers online? That's why they call it followers. They don't have a leader section. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's true. I want a leader. I want to be. Oh, I got twenty thousand followers. Oh, and Jeremy Stipio's my leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. I always think back to. Um, Bill Burr's first CD. I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but it's it's not a special. It's not video. It's an album only. Okay. Um, I forget okay. what it's called because uh, I don't I don't have my I, I'm using my phone right now. So um, I think it's called <laughs> like what's what's what what do you what's that saying when you say in a, not inappropriate or being correct or being being what's that phrase? Mm-hmm. Not economically correct or. Uh, Politically correct, yeah. Politically, oh, politically correct. correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it has something to do with that, or it's, it's like inappropriate correct, or something like that. Anyway, I, I, I think I'm, I'm way off. Say, that's a, I but, was gonna say that was a show by um, hey, that he, he, he was too. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't remember the old, the name of it, but it's it's Bill Burr's first CD, and I always think about that. It's like his first CD, and if you go listen to it, I mean the content, the material is great. It was really funny, but like the quality of the audio is like you can tell this is someone's first CD. You know, like it was recorded uh-huh. in a comedy club, and you can hear if you go and listen to it. It's a great CD. Go and listen to it. It you can hear oh, wow. like you can he- you can hear the receipts of the the printer. Like the printer printing receipts oh, wow. from the from the waitresses giving out you know the bills, you uh-huh. you know that sound that the printer makes like when when like someone puts in an order for a drink or something like that, like you can hear that you can hear like audiences talking to each other every now and then, you know you can hear him do crowd work and refer to a guy at this table, uh it's just like it's so raw, you know and I feel like the first CD should be like that. I, yeah, I, I think that's probably where I got it from. Just I, you know, I think about legacies, you know, and you know, I don't, I don't know if it's if they if they were just going along and doing the thing or how manufactured it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, I looked it up. It's called emotionally unavailable. That's Bill Burr's first CD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was way off, but yeah, that that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But go listen to that CD, dude. It's it's really good and. Uh, it, but you just hear that like this is a comedy club guy. This is this is not Bill Burr the superstar. This is like this is a dude who is a really great comedian. He works the comedy clubs, does the late night shifts, you know. And it you just uh-huh. feel like you're watching a comic 
at like the 10 o'clock show and you can hear the waitresses and it, it just felt like raw, like a comedy club, not a theater. And I think that that's a great first CD. My first CD also was recorded in a, in a comedy club, you know, in 2014. And it, it's, it's just now barely going to come out. Where, where is it? Uh, where, where was it recorded at? I recorded it at the Ha, the old one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, what's great is that it was about it. Here's the one good thing about me never releasing it. Well, during this downtime, this is a good time to release content. And then also, so I, I had it in, I had it, you know, in the, in the backlogs. And then also what's right. great is that, you know, it's six years later. I don't do any of that material anymore. I have a whole new, even right. better hour. So once the world right. opens again, I'm going to start working on getting that, like, just like you dude, like getting that new hour. And then I'm going to have two out at the same time. So, you know, if, because right. that's what people do, you know, when you hear something yeah. on a new artist on pop up on Pandora, you go like, oh, this guy's fit pretty funny, or or this band's pretty good, and you go like, where did they come from? And then you'll go and be like, oh, they already have two albums out, you know what I mean? And then you'll start like looking at both albums. Yeah, like is that more where that came from? Yeah, exactly, man. There's um, there's a band I think that you probably know, you've heard of, you know, Twenty One Pilots. You've heard of them before, right? Of course. Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah, they're like pretty extremely popular right now, and um. <laughs> I remember when they first came out with like that one hit song on the radio, which I don't even remember what it was from one of those albums. Uh, and I was from like their hot album. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like this is, I was like, Oh, this is a pretty cool band. And then I went and bought the album and they had like a lot of great songs on there. And then I went and looked dude. And they had like, they had two albums before that, like before they were even famous. And those are like even better. And I, and, and and you know what? They didn't really feel like they were that like they were better dude the wow. older the older albums are like even better than the new one and i was just like wow and then you know what dude the old album only has like seven or eight tracks on it so i don't know if like you know they just didn't have that many songs back then or i also kind of feel like what a what a go-to thing to do like if i was a what do you call them like uh if i owned a label or if i was like a manager an agent or something like that and i had this new client that was this hot new band and you know they're about to blow up right mm-hmm. you know that their album is fire and they had like fucking you know 20 songs i would say to that artist i would be like we're not going to release all 20 songs on your one album we're going to release your album right. with that hit song on it and then everyone's going to go buy it but we're only going to release 10 songs on that one and then we're going to take the mm-hmm. you know the other 10 tracks and we're going to put it on this album, but we're going to say it was recorded back in 2009. You know, and then people and then people are going to go like like whoa, where did this band come from? And then go, "Oh shit, they've been around for a while." But the but the the, yeah. the content is like like all next level. Yeah, you're playing into people's need to feel um exclusive, to have exclusive content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody doesn't like the popular or the mainstream. So I just like, um, I remember, uh, Rich, you know, everybody loves Richard Pryor, obviously. But um, there's a special that not a lot of people have seen, uh, at least back then. It's probably more known now. But it's called uh, Richard Pryor Live and Smoking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, have you seen that? No. Okay, you, sh- you should watch. It's very rough. It's very rough. I, I, I don't feel this way, but... It, 
people have described it as watching Richard Pryor bomb. <laughs> I don't feel that way. It's just kind of back to what we were talking about, how raw it was. But because of that, and it was released so much later, I mean, it, it, it sold, it did so well. Right, of course. But yeah, I think that's a good, it's a good marketing strategy. I think that was, you're, you're on to something. Um, but also, too, I think with, with I don't want to say with comics, but just with artists in general, you know, fighting that voice in your head. Um, you know, I wouldn't even have to say 10 songs or whatever. I would say five, man. Uh, you know, just release an EP. Like, I think it's easier to keep going once you get started. But a lot of people focus on perfecting the first one. And I think that's what slows you down, holds you back. You know what I mean? Like, nothing's perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, you know. Um, but if you start, then you can work on perfection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, that's one thing I realized. Because in my heart, I wanted to record that back in 2015. Yeah. I ended up recording in 2017 at New York Comedy Club. And uh, I still held on to it because I was, you know, going back to with the editor. And uh, I don't know, I just was like thinking, what should I add to it? What should I take out? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it would seem hilarious to me. Sometimes it felt like bombing to me. And I don't know <laughs> why that is. <laughs> when you hear your voice, you just like, you know, you got to go through like, is this funny? Is this, this is funny. No, I mean, but I appreciate the journey. Yeah, I, I, dude, I recorded that one back in 2014, and I'm listening to it now, and I'm, and I'm looking at it, going like, well, these bits aren't done. I had so many punchlines for these; I could have made them so much better. But at the time, you're thinking these are done. Like this is great. Uh-huh. This is ready to be released, and I'm sure it was. But just like, uh-huh. you know, now I'm so much more advanced, and I'm, I, I can write punchlines a little bit better and I can take things to the next level that you realize, oh, that joke's not done. I could have just gone more with it. You know, I'm more advanced now. So, like, I feel like that's always going to happen. So, if you waited till like, 2019 to release it, 2020, you know what I mean? You, No matter what, at one point, you're going to go back to it and you're going to, like, criticize it. Absolutely. I, 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 I can't. <laughs> I yeah, man, I recorded, I, I was listening to my old one, and, you know, I, I edited a little bit out. It was, like, over an hour, and now it's 51 minutes. Uh, there was some of it I edited out that was a little dated. I was like, you know what, this is old. I don't want even want that in there at all. And then everything that I left in, there's, like, a, like some solid bits, and I'm like, I'm like, wow, even six years later, I'm like, wow, that's a that was a really good bit. I should bring that back, you know? So I'm hoping that, you, you know. 50, you said 50 minutes? It's 51 minutes. 51 minutes? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we talk about this off air, but you might want to make two out of it. Why? I mean, yo, you dropped two. You like, kind of what you were saying, man. You dropped two. I mean, only if it's formatted the right way. I think every, every you know, set of jokes tells a story. Yeah. So it depends on what story you tell. But I mean, dropping two comedy albums, man, I... At that, once, that's like beastly, man. I don't know. that would be Come great, on, dude. Yeah, that, that would. I, I mean, that would be absolutely awesome. But uh, I mean, it's sixteen tracks, and you know, some of the tracks are longer because they're long bits or stories, and then some of the other ones are only like a minute and a half or two minutes. So it's like I don't know. I would, I would feel like if I split it up, it would. There would be one of them would not have enough in it, 
And, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm happy with a lot of the bits in there. They're just like really great. And I'm just hoping that, you know, once it starts playing on Pandora and stuff like that, people will get to know me a little bit better and go, dude, that's a really smart bit or that's a really good bit and go, I want to see what else this guy has. And by that time, hopefully I will have my newest one out, which I'm going to, you know, as soon as, as soon as the world opens, we'll work on that, (laughs) which I already have it. I have it written. Like, like, it's done. I'll be honest, man. I, um, you know, I don't, I don't see, we don't, we don't see each other as often as we used to, but mm-hmm. every time I do see you on stage, man, you're killing. Thank you, man. Um, I think last time, uh, I mean, time is like irrelevant now because I don't know what day is. I don't know. What, <laughs> I used to say two weeks. Yeah. But now I, I've honestly seen nobody in over a month. So I don't know what the heck's going on. But um, you were at the cop store in the belly room, I think. And, uh, you know, I always like walking in while somebody's on stage and see them killing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. You, you know, because sometimes when you're watching somebody perform uh, and your friends, you kind of like, you know, I don't know, it's like you can feel the pressure of you right. or them in the room. But it's just like just walking in and just watching you do your thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, the piece, man. Because you take that journey with them. Life from the beginning like if you're hanging with your buddy off 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 stage and then they go I'm next that walk watching them walk to the stage and starting their act cuz starting the act is the hardest part because that's like getting the audience hurry, trying to get the audience right away like and that like waiting to see if you're going to take them like I know what you mean dude like it's like you're taking that journey cuz you've been there that's also why I like dude when I'm at home with my wife and we go like hey let's watch a comedy special well like you know um, recently we just watched Louis C.K.'s newest special so we're like oh let's watch Louis C.K.'s special so we go to put it on and this is something that I've always said to my wife like I don't know I don't know about your girl or about you but I'm a person that likes to watch everything from the beginning to the end like yeah my wife is one of those people that skips the intro music of sitcoms you know what I mean or when you put a DVD in, she fast forward through the trailers. I like to watch the trailers. I like to watch the intro music to every sitcom. Even if you're watching the show over and over again, I'm like, it's a part of the experience is the intro music. It's there for a reason. You know what I mean? So she likes to skip everything. And she won't like sit down and watch the special until the guy's out on the stage. But I like watching how different comedians start their specials. Right, like, because everybody does it differently. Some guys they do it like they're already on the stage when it starts. Some guys walk out. Some guys do yeah. like a cool like little sketch in the beginning, or they walk from backstage, or they walk from the trailer, or something like that, or the yeah, hotel yeah, yeah. room. It's just cool. You get the full experience, and I get what you mean by like watching your does. friends. I like how Louis does. Man. Louis just starts. Don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, he just I starts. He's no, always he done that. So even yeah, even one of his old ones. Remember, remember he did live at Beacon? <laughs> Sold out Beacon Theater. Yeah, yeah. He just walked out. Like there was no announcement that the show was starting. They, they hadn't even yeah. dimmed the lights yet. He just walked out and he was just like, hey, uh, we're, we're going to start. Dim the lights. There's no opening act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, yeah. Put your cell phones away. All that stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's right. He does do that. <laughs> Yeah, man. I really like. Um, right. I was gonna say uh, I don't know if you remember um, Gerard Carmichael's last special. I the, for- uh, 
Not the, the one at the comedy uh, store. Not that one. No, okay. The one at it was the most recent uh, one. The one at the theater, where it was like a circle of people around him. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a uh, uh, yeah. Think, that was a, that was a weird uh, uh, place for. Uh, <laughs> it was it was interesting. It was for, such uh, a different for environment for stand up comedy. I think it's called Eight, like the number eight, the special. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. You're right, yeah. I just always loved the intro and outro of how that special started. Like, it starts with him, like, like in the hallway waiting to go on, but you never actually see him uh, go on. Like, the, the it just fades, the light just fades up, and he was already in the middle of a performance. Yeah, and it, it, I remember it starts on his face. Yeah. Like, really tight. It looks like yeah. you just walked into a performance that had already started. I kind of, like, really thinking. liked it. You got me thinking, like, man, yeah, we, I don't, I don't, how, how would I start my next thing? How do you start? Just to, you, but you, you're right. Starting is is really important. That's, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I was saying how, um, dang, I was say, uh, I like, I like, I, I like a little flashy, but not too flashy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you like, were saying uh, you like walking into the into the comedy club and seeing your friend already on stage, so you don't have the anxiety. You just you walk into them killing. Yeah, of course, of course, with that one. But I was saying how uh, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about like now. I'm thinking like intros, just in general. Like I kind of want to. I want a. I want it to be big, but not huge. Yeah. I think when you do when you do huge, you know what I mean. It affects you because I'm not that type of comic. I'm not a you know rock star comedian, but uh. I think Kevin Hart, one of his specials, he came out and he had flames, like, you know, like from a wrestling match or whatever. <laughs> it was going off. And right after that happened, he told him he told him some jokes. The first couple hit, then a few did not hit. Then he goes, put the flame on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he was bobbing. Like, why did they keep that in there? How do you follow like ex- fireworks and <laughs> explosives and stuff? It's like that's not the setting for comedy. You know what I mean? You're you're just like gonna have to dig yourself out of a hole when you get on stage. <laughs> I say I I think uh, when I was coming up, uh, I was around like a whole bunch of physical comics, mm-hmm. and I remember I had to find myself and all that, and it, you know, big, huge act out. Like, you talk about five-minute-long act-outs yeah. killing. And one day I just got on stage and I was just like, yeah, that last guy, I ain't doing any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to do my time. Uh, as soon as they hit the light, I'm going to tell half of a joke and I'm not going to finish it. I'm going to get off stage. Yeah. And they were going crazy. And then <laughs> I found myself. I remember. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, in the early millennium, uh, dude, that was, like, super popular. Those physical long lasting act outs yeah what what was that what what does that uh dane cook hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm uh deaf comedy jam i'm pretty sure that's what started it. <laughs> <laughs> deaf comedy, deaf comedy jam, like the comics that i don't know obviously it's just it's a mixture i think they were really, really good mixture mm-hmm. but most of the super act out comics they all were doing michael jackson so there wasn't like much to it. That's <laughs> it true. Like they were like really. <laughs> yeah. I'll say like Eddie Griffin. I'll think about this all the time. Eddie Griffin, Chris Tucker, uh, Jay Fox. They all did like Michael Jackson performance. Eddie Murphy dressed like him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eddie Murphy, I had to, um, me and my girl, uh, I let her watch Raw. Mm-hmm. I, let, I let her watch Delirious and we rewatched Raw. I was explaining to her, because a lot of people don't realize this, how Eddie Murphy was a rock, like the first comedic rock star. Oh, rock star. And, um, yeah, and, you know, I was, because it's just, there's levels of, when somebody says somebody's big, there's levels of how big. Mm-hmm. And I said he was the biggest comedian. Yeah. There was, like, it's still competitive to how big he was. And she just couldn't see it. Right. Because, you know, by the time she started paying attention to Eddie Murphy, it was Nutty Professor Eddie. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. Both Eddies are good, but that's a, diff- that's a totally different Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. People don't realize that stand-up comedians, some of them were they got to rock star level, dude. Like, like you know, like Bon Jovi of comedians. You know what I mean? <laughs> like fucking stadiums, shining lights, flashing lights, dude. I, like Eddie Murphy, fucking Dice Clay got there. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. Like just but rock Dice, stars. Like Dice, Dice, the story of Icarus. Yeah, you know, dude. The story of Icarus. The story of Icarus. What? What? One of his uh, nursery rhymes. No, no, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Icarus fell off the cliff. Yeah, uh, I, thought that's, I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> no, Icarus is a—it's a, it's a metaphor. Icarus is a, a Greek god or whatever. Basically, he was going to get the flight, and first thing he did was he flew everywhere, and he flew too close to the sun, and he burnt himself. Right. <laughs> right. So that's what I think of dice. I think of <laughs> uh, you know. Because, man, I mean, I, and I love Dice Man, but, you know, there's a lot, you know, I obviously studied the hell out of 90s comedy, mm-hmm. like the hell out of it. And, you know, it's the same that, you know, it's like, you have to say, remember? And it's like, no, like, it was fucking dope. I don't know. I just think that's <laughs> Remember that one guy? Like, you made fucking had you Dice play? He was a fucking yeah. beast. Well, I love that he's still just like, you know, a, a great working comic and stuff. But yeah, man, some of these guys, they just got to like rock star level. Um, before we go, dude, if you were going to film your special, I'm not talking about an album. I'm talking about a special. How would you start it? Um, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be, I wanted to be. Big, but I can't be crazy. Like I said, I don't no flame, no flame on nothing like that. You want see? I would end big. What do you mean, like flames? But if you're gonna do something big, like flames or firework or smokes or something like that, I would do it at the end, you know, and get like a cool photo. I wouldn't start like that, because then you gotta follow it. This is what I do. This is what I do, and uh, I'm gonna say it on here. And if it's if it's stolen. I got some heat behind it. So this, is my, <laughs> this is my plan B. Okay. If it's stolen, I got something better in this. I just thought about this. Stuff. I'm going to stage a riot. <laughs> my, my, my show, right? Okay. Stage a riot to the point you think it's real. And then finally, I'm going to come out. I'm, I'm going to uh, break up the riot with a uh, <laughs> with a hose or something. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then everybody's just going to sit there all wet. Hose. Yeah, While they watch yeah, your set, the front row. <laughs> row. I'm be like, there's like a civil rights version of Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, that's a little extreme. I think that I think you're starting big. 
I've never been a giant fan, although I do like when people just do different things, and I like to see what everybody else does. But I've I've never personally been a giant fan of like doing like a sketch or something first. But uh, I I I more like when they show behind the scenes stuff and make you feel like you're seeing um, a special part of the show that pe- the audience doesn't see. So I do like when the you know very quiet and subtle, or I like when the camera follows you you know from your green room all the way out to the stage and stuff like that. I think that I would start like that. And I do, I would like to pay honors to my inspirations too. Cause I like what Chris Rock did um, for bringing the pain. He had, um, he, he had uh, all his, uh, all his uh, favorite comedy albums kind of silhouetted. Oh, that's right. Yeah. As he stepped foot on stage. That's great. Well, so, you're going to have to like, come out with a lot of comedy albums before you do that. <laughs> You know what? I said you're gonna have to release a lot of comedy albums before you can do that. No, no, no. He had other people's. Oh, other people. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had, uh, <laughs> no, not me. Like, yeah. But he had. Uh, I think one was like Bill Cosby. The right. other one was like uh, I can't remember. That's so uh, cool, though. Dice, I think Dice probably had one too. But yeah, he just had the ones that inspired him. I like uh, uh, another one that uh, also Chris Rock. Uh, I saw him, you know, w- w- just what I described, where he just walked. It was a big theater, so it was a long walk from like the dressing room, you know. And he went downstairs and he had a couple buddies with him. And then I like how he kind of like left his buddies behind and went and walked on his own and got his peace and quiet before he, before he went on stage. I, I, I yeah, I like that intro too. Um, what I, a project that I'm. Uh, working on or it's like it's a like a baby idea right now well it's not a baby idea i I just mean it hasn't begun this is something that i was about to do before the world closed okay Uh um so my next special or album is not going to be a special so like i said to you when the world opens back up again i'm gonna get a new cd out i will but what i'm actually Uh gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna record it at a theater the the whole hour i'll record it uh video and audio the audio will be released as one hour special for albums okay the actual video is not going to be released for a special but i will use it for a documentary that i want to create about uh, about creating a special like how hard it is so people can see how hard it is to actually create a special and how mm-hmm. you know the the career of a comedian, how difficult it actually is. So that's what the documentary is going to be about. Um, and so we'll have something to cut to of me, you know, footage for me of me performing in a theater. And then you know, so but I'll actually use the audio of it for an album. So that's what I. Yeah, that's my yeah. idea. I think super super smart. Um, I tried to uh, <laughs> I tried to do that with uh, my uh, Caroline's performance. Uh, I had a line Caroline's back in August uh, for the first time, and uh, I was trying to get it through the whole, you know, jog until I got out, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make it all amped up and stuff like that. But, man, so many pieces of that fell apart. It'll be like a – it might as well be a spoof of yours. <laughs> right, right, right. I got you. Yeah. I, I hate when you're trying to plan something and it just doesn't go the way you want. It's like it's better just to record – the natural, and then just keep the camera going no matter what, and then we'll edit with what we got. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, definitely agree. Well, um, listen, dude, it was great catching up with you, man. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, being productive and all this, and you've been inspired to start writing and painting again. So uh, I'm, I'm glad, dude. I'm happy to hear from you. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for my ear beating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to give you an ear beating. 
but anyway, dude, yeah, um, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you on the outside when the world opens. <laughs> One day soon. Yeah, man. Right, Let we'll me know it. if you need anything. All right, sure. Appreciate All right, buddy. Later. That was Jeremy Scipio. I love him. He's a, he's such a cool dude, and uh, it's, it's kind of a special thing for everybody, but I know from my own experience as a stand-up comedian, it's a special thing when you start stand-up comedy with a bunch of people, and all of them eventually quit, but there are a few that, you know, you're like, oh, hey, I, I, like the first day I went to open mic, that guy was there, and like we, we're still here. We're still in this. You know, it's just always kind of a special feeling, and he's one of the dudes that I started with, so... I love running into him. I often run into him at the comedy store or the Haha ha Comedy Club. It's great. He's a good guy, and I'm glad he was able to call in today. And I'm glad that all of you were able to be here today. This is my second podcast of this week. This is our Friday edition. I hope that you guys had a great week, and you're being productive, and you're getting up, and you're taking my advice from my podcast that I released earlier this week where you're setting an alarm. You're waking up as if you're going to work, and you're, you're getting up, you're showering, you're having your coffee, you're doing what you got to do, whatever it is. You're exercising, you're getting online, you're being creative. Creative, you're writing, you're painting, you're whatever it is that you normally do. I hope you're doing it. You're starting your project that you've been putting off. Just pretend that you got a job. Get up, get dressed. I hope that you're taking my advice. And um, don't forget to go to homeschoolpod.com. Click on sponsors. You can see all our sponsors like Masterclass. And the link for Masterclass to sign up will be in the description of this podcast. And while you're on homeschoolpod.com, head on over to um, merch. Click the tab merch. For merchandise, merch, you can see all of uh, that's the best way to support is to buy some homeschool podcast merch, t-shirts, hoodies. Um, I got yoga pants. I got uh, ladies tank tops. I got guys tank tops. And uh, it's all our ex-presidents series for the homeschool podcast logo. If you don't know what I mean by ex-presidents, go check it out. It's a dope logo. It's only going to be available until we hit episode 300. Then it's going to be taken down. So everybody who got that logo... While it was out, we'll know that you were an OG. And then when episode 300 comes out, we'll have a different logo. Also, I've just released the cover of my album. Uh, my comedy album is called The Bad Guy. It'll be out soon. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that. But the actual artwork for the album is available on the website for on a, to buy a mug. or It's a pretty dope logo on a mug or a sticker or a fleece blanket. So go ahead and check it out at homeschoolpod.com click on merch all right you guys have a great weekend be productive have fun stay happy do your best not to be depressed talk to people go outside get some fresh air um, be productive and uh, enjoy your weekend doing things that you like to do i'll see you next time homeschool podcast homeschool the homeschool podcast why because it was homeschool I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. I don't want to do that at all. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.